Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome to All Things Covered with Patrick Peterson and Brian McFadden, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Man, the name says it all. If you're rocking with us, make sure you leave a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or if you're checking us out on YouTube, make sure you hit the subscribe button so you can get alerted of all our great content right away. While you're at it, hit us with a like and a comment. Now, let's get to this awesome show. First quarter, straight out the gate, opening kickoff. It's time for our school check-in. Yo, that skull check-in hit real good after a win. I mean, it was like a nail-biter. It had you really sweating. It was like watching the movie not knowing exactly how it's going to end. But guess what, Viking fans? It ended well for you all. Pat P, big-time win against the Carolina Panthers. But before we tap into the Panthers recap, unfortunately, Pat P, breaking news today, he goes on injured reserve, uh, has to miss at least three games. Saw the play, I saw you go down. I'm like, dang. Then I shot you a text at the end of the game, like, you good? You're like, yeah, I think it's just a little cramp. I'm like, you sure? You're like, yeah, so unfortunately, I guess MRI said otherwise. Uh, talk about the injury, Pat P, exactly, you know, what's going on with you? Uh, yeah, I, you know, pulled my ham- hammy. Yeah. Pulled the hammy, um, you know, in the play it was, Fourth quarter, first down, coming out of the timeout, backed up. Um, DJ just ran a, a goal. And I honestly, I felt uh, I, I felt I was cramping going into that drive coming up the sideline because it started like in my calf. Mm-hmm. That's why I kind of thought it was cramping because I didn't feel a pop or anything. I just felt yeah. like that. Um, and it was like that last strike because once I recognized the route that he was going for a goal, now I'm trying to, you know, get in the high gear and look back for the ball. But as soon as I went to look back for the ball, my hammy said, Mm-mm. <laughs> so, so honestly, I had kind of position <clears throat> pretty good because as soon as it grabbed, I was honestly thinking about getting the PI. Yeah, yeah, because you didn't know exactly where he was. You didn't want to catch him and catch it in Position pretty good to at least kind of disrupt him from catching the ball. Yeah. You know, versus, you know, having him catch the ball freely, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That was like my mind, my mind thought, my my uh, my uh, my thought process going through the route after I, I felt like it was a cramp at the time, not knowing the severity of the injury. Yeah. You know, when I arrived this morning. But um, yeah, it just, it gave on me. And um, then why I thought it was cramps too, because like my back started locking up, my stomach started cramping. Mm-hmm. My other leg was cramping up. So I'm like, get me inside. You know, you know, I said, I think it's just a body cramp. Get me inside. Give me some IVs. I think I'm going to be all right. Yeah. IVs obviously wasn't enough. <laughs> no question. No question. You know, I, when I saw it, because that's what I instantly thought it was. But then you kind of made me feel a little better when you was like, no, nah, I think it was just some cramps. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah. All right. 
But yeah. of course it was otherwise. Man, the thing about Pat P, the luxury that Pat P has had, he's never missed a game because of injury. Unfamiliar territory for my guy right now. But what is this feeling like? Like, you know, for the very first time in your career, you will miss a game because of injury. Yeah, man, it was like the first time, you know, when the docs told me that, you know, um, that I felt like, you know, I've been stabbed in my heart. Like, oh. Yeah. Like, and this morning, honestly, I kind of felt that because I told my wife, I was like, man, like, this is the worst I've ever felt. Like, I have things before. Like I'm saying, like I couldn't sleep last night. That hamstring series. I couldn't do hey. nothing, bro. <laughs> like, I'd rather have a sprained ankle. Yeah. A severely sprained yeah. ankle. That yeah. hell. She's very hopeful. She's like, oh no, I don't think it's that. I'm like, babe, I'm telling you. <laughs> like yeah. I'm telling you, like, this is different. Like, this is different. Like, I'm I don't no, nah, I ain't never feel this before. I like I can barely walk. Yeah. I can't even like bend down to like stretch my knees if I wanted to. Yeah. yeah you know I, what I, mean? I, so, I know the feeling. I told him. And I'm like, I think it's serious, man. Like I'm telling I think there's something serious. So then, you know, being hopeful, thinking it, you know, it would be like something minor. Mm -hmm. And then the doctor told me that, you know, I'm going to miss it like a month. I was like, like this never, I never had this conversation before. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So, it was it was tough. And I ain't gonna lie, it was, it was real tough getting receiving that news um this morning. But you know, me in my mind, I'm thinking like, nah, hell with that. Like I know I'm I know I'm gonna get some good treatment, you know. Yeah. I, know <laughs> I know I'm gonna go, I'm, I'm I'm literally gonna be rehabbing around the clock. Yeah. And I feel like I'm you know, every athlete feel like they're different. No question. Are you gonna get in your chamber, the uh hyperbaric oh, chamber? Man. I got home, I was in that circle for three hours. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like three hours, yo. Watching, I was literally watching, um, watching Dallas. That's what mm -hmm. I was watching, watching Dallas film, you know. Um, oh, but, so you so you already watching Dallas film, even though you're gonna miss that Cowboys game. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. Because at the end of the day, I still got a, I still got an obligation to get my guys ready. You know, guys, no question. I like hearing that. That's dope. My position, you know what I mean. So I have to make sure that he's ready. You know, you know, I, I think it's gonna be Cam. So you know, mm -hmm. I got, I'm still studying. Like I'm, I'm preparing. You know what I mean? I like that. I feel like that's what's going to keep me in the game, and that's what's going to help the rehab go easier. Because at the same time, you know, I'm still preparing for a season. Like I still got football to play. You know, mm -hmm. and that in that routine, and that's just you know something that you know I want to do and, and still be there for my teammates. So that's my whole mind uh, thought process right now, going through this and hearing that news. That's a, initially that was my first first. First thought when they told me that, you know, I'm going to go on IR, you know, for these three weeks, you know, mm -hmm. your valuable access to this deep <laughs> team, you know, um, we're going to need you for the run, you know, and, and you know, hearing that, you know, it kind of made the make me feel more at ease, you know, knowing, like Dalvin said, you know, how, how the team values me. Yeah. You know? So, um, you know, just want to put myself and the team in the best position possible by being smart and um, being ready. Uh, for uh, for um, the Green Bay game. No question. And the games that you are slated to miss right now, Cowboys, Ravens, and the Chargers game at minimum. Also, too, the bye week came at an ideal time for you. You know what I mean? Some of the guys that are dealing with some nagging injuries because you get a chance to really an extra week, you yeah. know what I mean, to rehab, you know, try to get yourself together. And you're not necessarily playing a game this week, so you're not missing any games. So 
that's the one plus that you have right now based on the schedule uh, concerning the, the horrible news that happened that you received this morning. So do everything the doctors tell you to do, plus more. You got your chamber. I know you're going to be sleeping in this study and film, but I love hearing you already watching film like you're going to play because you still want to be able to feed as much information to some of the other guys that will be playing your position as possible because you win it to win it, even though you won't have a jersey on this Sunday. You end it to win it next Sunday, I mean. So that's dope. Leadership, all right? Now it's time for that Panthers recap. Boy, 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 boy. One thing about Minnesota, they know how to make things tough. They know how to make, if you're watching the Vikings and you're cheering for the Vikings, they got a way of making you sweat it out. I don't know if you're going to get, ladies, if you got your hair due, your hair done, don't get it done on Sunday or Saturday because you might sweat it out. <laughs> you, gotta, you know, if you got some good hair going, you might go bald sometimes watching the Vikings, but I can tell you this much, they're going to make it interesting and entertaining, and they're going to have you going up and down, up and down, emotional roller coasters. The Vikings beat the Panthers 34-20 in overtime, thanks to a walk-off touchdown by your guy, K.J. Osborne. Check this out. The Vikings had 571 yards of offense on Sunday, third most in franchise history. They outgained the Panthers by 265 yards. Yo, yo, yeah, Pat Peter, defense was balling. Balling. Five of the six Viking games have been one possession ball games. Dalvin Cook returned from injury, uh, rushed for 140 yards. He will be on the episode that we will drop this Thursday. So Viking fans, Florida State fans, South Florida football fans, Dalvin Cook will be on this episode that we're dropping Thursday. So make sure, sure you tune in. Now for you, Pat P, were you able to see some of the action, especially in overtime, uh, with you being out with that injury, you said you went into the locker room trying to get an IV, but were you able to see what was going on in overtime? Oh yeah, no doubt about it. Um, they had the TV on in the locker room, in the locker room, but the drive, you know, the drive that I missed, I wasn't able to see. I was just able to hear it the whole mm -hmm. time, as far as like the reaction of the uh, of the stadium. <laughs> so yeah, um, you know, I'm in the I'm in the locker room getting an IV. It's quiet in there. Uh, the game the game is on in the locker room, but I'm in the training room. Mm -hmm. And you just hear the, the crowd going crazy. And I'm like, God damn, like, you know, what's going on? Then uh, Roach, uh, I, uh, uh, one of our equipment, I mean, uh, trainers came in. They's like, uh, yeah, they just scored. Uh, now they're going for two, this, that, and the other. So now, we, now we're going into overtime. So I'm like, oh, I got to get up. I'm like, I just, so this is at the time I'm thinking about is it's still cramps. <clears throat> oh, you were trying to get it back in the fire. <laughs> I like, oh, I gotta get up. My squad DB. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I started walking. I got off the table. I started walking. So now you know, as when you think it's cramp, you you want to start stretching. Mm -hmm. Then I tried to touch my toes, Mac. I said, "Oh no!" I said, "That's nah. what <laughs> I said, "I can't go." <laughs> you can't go. You can't cover nobody out there feeling like that. I haven't been a sitting duck out there, man. <laughs> yeah. you know? Better for me to be staying right here where I'm at in this locker room. But uh, now I'm watching it. So, because like I said, now I'm trying to convince myself I can get back in the game. So mm -hmm. now I'm making my way to the, uh, to the to the locker room door, but the uh, the TV's on right there. So I'm looking at it. We win the corn toss. We get the uh, the Western name. So now I'm kind of at ease because, like you said. Offense on the field. Yeah, the offense on the field. They've been rolling. You know, minus, you know, like you, like we talked about, uh, closing out the game early on in, uh, in the show or whatever. But uh, they were, they was, they were I, I was pretty confident. So mm -hmm. I see them with the ball, moving the ball down. I had a couple of nice carries. Uh, we hit the tight end on the first play. 
Uh, Tyler wide open, you know, he that's for you know, any any big play, first play out of in overtime, you know, it's oh, huge. Yeah, I'm like, oh, yeah, we we really good now, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Then Captain Kirk continued to do his thing, hit KJ on the on, I think it was an out route, mm-hmm. you know, he scored. And man, I was just so excited. And I saw the ball come. I was like, oh, what happened? Yeah. I said, like, please say this. <laughs> so then they ended up doing that. Same. It was good. Yeah. And going uh, through the tunnel and waiting all the guys come in and congratulating them on the, uh, on a good win. But uh, you ain't lying. I was I was definitely, uh, I was nervous too. <laughs> I was like, man, no, man, this can't be happening again, man. We There's no way. We should be in this predicament. All of us about to lose this game. Up no left. question. I mean, your offense had their way against a real good Panthers defense. Your defense had their way. Yeah, their Panthers defense was balling. I mean, Sam Donald was struggling, getting sacked, you know, and that has been the storyline the majority of the games for, for Minnesota. Why, why has it been a struggle to close out games and to win them? Uh, You know, just, you know, just finding ways to, to – to, to get the ball in the right guy's hand, calling the right play in certain situations. Like I said, I think, you know, now I'm pretty much having all the guys together, you know, being, having that, that continuity, still being early on in the year, trying to see what we can and can't get away with. You know, I know that may sound kind of weird and odd, but, you know, I, I, that's, that's just my assumption, you know, trying to figure out what we can and can't get away with early on in the year, you know, seeing what having, you know, putting some things on tape, maybe seeing what bit us in the butt, knowing that we can't do that in this situation. And, you know, that's, that's honestly, that's what, you know, football is all about, you know, mm-hmm. you learn from certain situations. So if you're in that situation, you want to be able to, you know, come out on top. So, yeah. um, you know, I think, I think now being in those situations, having opportunity to two weeks in a row to close out games, not really, you know, closing them out the way we, we wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, having this bye week <clears throat> comes at a perfect time and that gives our give our, our coaching staff a great opportunity to uh you know have that six week um observation of the team, uh of play calling, of players, you know, et cetera, you know, from top to bottom. So um this is an important week <clears throat> as an organization moving forward and um seeing how we can grow from the the first six weeks of the season. And defensively, man, you guys had four sacks. The first play of the game was a really good moment for Brashad Breeland intercepting Sam Darnold. That was huge. Uh, Sam only had 207 yards throwing, running the football, didn't do a lot. And you, my friend, was on was, was in your bag before the injury, you know, mm-hmm. matched up a lot against their outstanding wide receiver and DJ Moore. Uh, and all in all, man, you won that battle for four quarters. He caught, you know, a few passes here and there. Man beater, as we like to call it in football terminology, defensive back terminology. Hey, uh, no. Coach, hey, Coach came to the side and said, man, I'm sorry, Pete, because we normally don't run like that type of coverage. You uh-huh. know, this he was like, man, I'm sorry, Pete, we went to the well one too many times. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey all right. God damn it, don't do it again. <laughs> No question, especially in that situation where you know the offense is going to run a man beater. And listeners and viewers, when we say man beater, offensively, they do a great job in strategizing, studying their opponent, not just the individual players, but the play callers. And the same can be said for defensive play callers, studying offensive play callers. In certain situations of a ball game, third down situations, offensively, they're going to call if they know you like to run a man coverage. And a third and five set, third and six, between third and five and 38, you know what, defensively, they, they love to rely on man-to-man. Guess what they're going to do? 
They're going to call an offensive play that's going to beat a man coverage. That's what we call man beaters. So you will see a lot of rub routes. You will see a lot of stack routes from wide receivers, and they're trying to confuse the defenders. Uh, and, and rub routes are the best way to beat man coverage. Running underneath routes where guys got to fight through the traffic. You know what I mean? You got to allow someone to get run in front of you first, and then now you're chasing. Those are what we call man beaters. So in certain situations, guys, when you're watching football, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Thursday, whatever the case may be, situationally speaking, they will call things based on what they think they will get from the defense. And that's why we say man beater. That's a man beater. You know what I mean? It happens. But all in all, number seven was in his bag. Number seven had a heck of a game. Once again, been quietly doing a great job. And what I mean when I say quietly, you're not getting the targets to be able to come down with the huge interceptions and stuff like that. But you're doing what you're supposed to be doing. And that's all that matters. Now, at the bye week, bye week evaluation, it's been a very, very emotional year so far for Minnesota, but you guys are three and three. Mm-hmm. And the unique thing about where you're currently located at in your division, you're still right there with the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay only have one loss. I think Chicago, they're tied. They're three and three as well. They just lost to Green Bay. And the Lions are, heck, y'all just had the head coach crying last week, and he just called out Jared Goff this past week for losing. So they're just going all the way in the wrong direction. Yeah. You're still right there in your division. So this is you talked about how important this bye week is and coming off the bye with some momentum. Man, you still have everything in front of you that you would like to achieve. And now with you not being a part of the team physically, you know, emotionally, vocally, you got to be there to help these guys get ready. Because when you come back, man, this ship could definitely be rolling in the right direction. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. You know, um, you know, the, coming out of this bye week, like I said, it's going to be big for us. You know, I think it's uh, – Came at the right time, winning uh, two ball games, going into the into the bye week, definitely gained some momentum. You know, not having much of it at the beginning of the year, <clears throat> definitely give you an opportunity to feel good about yourself. Um, and we got some coming out of this bye, we got some tough ball games. You know, we got some playoff teams that we're going to have an opportunity to play and see what we're made of. You know, yep. starting with the Cowboys, then you got the Ravens who's playing great. You know, almost, you know, the top – hottest three teams in the league is, you know, Cowboys, Ravens, and the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we got our, we got our hands full and I definitely wish I was uh, there to be able to match up against some of their great talented receivers that both of those teams uh, have as well. And then you got, you know, a young, you got to travel out to, to LA. Mm-hmm. Young, you know, talented team out there as well. That's, that's competing and scratching and clawing in every football game as well. So these next three games, then, you know, then when I come back, we got Green Bay. You know, mm-hmm. this stretch right now is going to go uh, after the bye week is going to be very, very important for us, you know. No question. Set up where we want to be um, uh, by, at the end of the season. You know, I think this is definitely a, a part of our schedule that can get us prepared um, uh, to get this team in position to to win some games, uh, and not only in, in the, you know throughout these tough games, but you know preparing ourselves for the future as far as you know hopefully winning some games in the playoffs. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's going to really get sticky. But that's what you made for. And now it's time for around the league. Now this around the league segment is a little different than what we usually do here on the show. We usually attack news coming from the NFL, but this was big time surprising news coming from college football coach O is out at lsu after this season pat p 
How surprised were you hearing Coach Orgeron is now, will be coaching his final season there in Baton Rouge? Man, I was very surprised, you know. Um, you know, I know, you know, uh, as an organ, as a, as a, as a, um, you know, as an organization like LSU, you know, being in the, you know, in the, in the winning circle, and you know, having you know high glories, glory games, and glory wins over the past couple of years, and not having that over the last two years has been, you know kind of tough for them to see, but, you know, I think Ed was a, is a great coach, you know, just been obviously been bit with, uh, with, a, with a couple of tough years, having the, the COVID year last year, having a lot of guys not able to play. Um, then this year, still a lot of uncertainties about, you know, you know, bringing in, you know, new coaching staff, all you got, you know, your defensive coordinators leaving. So you have to be able to, uh, get the right defensive coordinator back in there. You know, a lot of injuries you're dealing with. You know, it's just a lot that that goes in, into this. But you know, one thing I can say is, man, he 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 loved his job. You know, he mm -hmm. loved getting guys up, geared up to play a football game. You know what I mean? You can you can tell that coaching is his passion. You know, not really having the opportunity to to spend some extensive time with him, but the time that. I was able to to be around him and see see how he conduct himself with other people. See how he has a relationship with all his players. Uh, you know, just how genuine you know he is to 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 others. You know, what I mean, the guys. He's a real a real genuine guy, and, and he and he like I said, he really really loved coaching football. And, you know, I just think it was just a, a tough decision for them to make. You know, at at the time. Mm -hmm. um, who you want to bring in? You know, obviously LSU is a a top um, um, uh, college in in, uh, in college football, so you got to bring somebody in with a winning pedigree and um, that's ready to get it back to what you want it to be. <clears throat> so um, it's going to be an interesting um, job search, but I'm sorry to see Coach Ogo. Um, he did all he could with what he had um, there at LSU and. Uh, I'm happy he was able to win a championship there because uh, it's been a while since we we got one. So yeah, that'd be 2019. Yeah, yes. 2019 won a championship, but since then he's been nine and eight. Uh, yeah. Other reasons for change outside of production. Now listen, I was I was surprised to hear this news because they just beat Florida at home, 49-42, with so many key players not in the lineup. Yeah. I mean, I think it was like double digit players that didn't play for whatever reason. But you still won that ball game against Florida. But, you know, say reports of issues with culture within the program, mishandling of social injustice uh, initiatives last summer, and inability to get along with assistance, tougher practices, implementation of drug testing, all led to this unexpected news that we just heard regarding Coach O at LSU. Who should they consider? Pat P to be the next coach. You got anybody, any, any, any names, any, any idea who you might like to see on the sideline? Yeah, you know, it's that's you know, I really don't have like a coaching hat. Mm -hmm. No, no, no real names I can just think of right now. Um I got some for you. Who tell me? Yeah, you you, you always I mean LSU been trying to get this one particular coach for such a long time, and that's Jimbo. Right now, I don't know if Jimbo going to work because he just got a whole new contract. Jimbo getting paid like a hundred million at A and M. Man, A and M yeah. has the most money out of any. Yeah, I 
was gonna say that. I wouldn't mind saying Jimbo, but Jimbo ain't going nowhere. Nah, Jimbo ain't going nowhere. What about Luke? Uh, Luke Fickle is doing a real good job in Cincinnati. Uh, James Franklin at at Penn State. Bob Stoops. Dave Aranda, who was the DC. Oh yeah, yeah. Baylor. He had Baylor. Uh, Joe Brady, offensive Ooh. coordinator for Carolina. Remember, he was there in '19 when they won the championship. Oh. Uh, Mel Tucker doing a great job at Michigan State. Uh, I don't know if you want to do Lane Train. Lane Train down at Mississippi. Nah, Lane ain't coming. I think Dave Aranda could be a guy. Yeah. I don't know what he getting paid at Baylor, but that's an upgrade going to LSU from Baylor. Yeah. I'll say my top three would be Dave Aranda, James Franklin. I mean, Bob Stoops' name could be in that hat as well. But my top three would be James Franklin, Dave Aranda, or Mel Tucker. Mm. I like that. Yeah. We, we, we got, and what about, oh, what's the DB coach that's been there forever? What's his name, Corey Raymond? Is he still there? Yeah, he's still there. That might be a name to monitor as well, because I know he's a great recruiter, well-respected. Yeah. <laughs> huh? I said, that he is. Great recruiter, and he was well-respected, and he's done a great job in keeping right. those DBs in, in line. So Corey Raymond is another name I think people might need to pay attention to. If you LSU, I mean, the guy seems like he's, LSU through and through, so why wouldn't he get a shot? He is. Now it's time for our weekly awards, the All Things Covered Award. We're dishing out two awards weekly for those that live up to our show name. And guess what? They got all things covered. This week, defensively, TJ Watt. Sunday night football, TJ Watt against the Seattle Seahawks was a nightmare. Seven tackles, two sacks, three tackles for loss. <laughs> three pass deflections, and he had the forced fumble to win the ball game. T.J. Watt has been an unbelievable player, clearly the best player on the Steelers, one of the best defensive players in, in all of the NFL. Uh, defensive player of the year award right now, he is he has the fourth best odds. Miles Garrett is number one, plus 400. Trayvon Diggs, who also had another interception in a return for a touchdown, plus 450. Aaron Donald, plus 650. And T.J. Watt, plus 700. I mean, at this rate, TJ probably will continue to add to those numbers. So we're going to roll a dice, put something on TJ to win. Defensive player of the year, plus 700 is the odds right now. You might want to take it. Offensively, your former team, your former teammate, Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray. Put up 37 points on the rounds to remain un unbeaten, 6-0. Kyler had four passing touchdowns. Currently, he's in the MVP conversation. He's the favorite. Your former teammate as well, DeAndre Hopkins, who we had on the show last year, Two, wide, two receiving touchdowns. That offense has been rolling. Uh, Kyler Murray looks like he's in a groove right now offensively, man. I know you haven't really seen a lot from them, but you prepare for them, man. What have you seen from Kyler Murray uh, that has been different than what you saw in person from him a year ago? Um, definitely able to pick up the blitzes, recognize the blitzes that come and get the ball out of his hand quick. Um, you know, uh, being able to read the field a little bit better, having a better understanding of the offense. You know, you can just tell he's in the comfort zone um, right now. And it's a beautiful thing to watch, you know, um, um, to see those guys rolling, uh, seeing some of my ex-teammates uh, doing, you know, out there balling, doing mm -hmm. the that, that they've been doing this year. There's a, they, they, got a, they got a pretty good team top to bottom, you know, as far as, you know, on the, on the offensive side of the ball um, with, with, with Kyler, putting up MVP numbers, D-Hop obviously doing what he 
when he does um uh Randall uh being a big piece, Randall Moore being a big piece in the uh Rondell Moore, I'm sorry. Yeah, Rondell, yeah. Had we had on the show also. Yeah, we've been on the show, been a very uh a big piece in our offense as well. AJ, you know, been a been a possession receivers for him. Mm-hmm. Throughout drives um, and defensively, you know Chandler Jones, JJ Watt, that speaks for itself. No question. What Iron Murph- Murphy's having it awesome balling so far. Buddha speaks for himself. Uh, see my man Jalen Thompson uh, been having a great year as well. You know it's a, it's a beautiful thing to see those guys finally uh, putting it together, being under that under that under that system for you know three years now, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, guys know the system, understand the system, and just going out there playing fast. So it's uh, good to see those guys out there flowing, and 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 because I, you know, I was there throughout that process. So it's yep. good that it's finally starting to come together for those guys and those guys playing some unbelievable football. No doubt, no doubt. Those are the awards defensively. T.J. Watt, offensively, Cardinals Kyler Murray. Keep the name alive. All things covered. Award weekly. Let's see who gets it next week. Now it's time for seven questions. Seven questions is where we get a chance to interact with you, the listeners and the viewers. If you want your question to be answered in the future, make sure you leave a question attached to a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. And guess what? We may get to your question on the show. This lucky fan, his name is, or it could be a he or she, at Irish LM. Question is for Pat P. What do you like most about being in Min- being a Minnesota Viking so far? Uh, the thing I like about being a Minnesota Viking so far, uh, I just probably say like just the atmosphere here, you know, just being in the building, you know, just uh, being around all the great football minds, um, you know, guys that, you know, that, that don't mind putting in the work each and every day for that, that one common goal. Um, and it was the same thing in Arizona, but, you know, to have it here in Minnesota, you know, you, 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 you kind of feel like you, um, you're a part of something special. And, uh, we got a, a good group of men here. The locker room's great. Yep. Um, the staff is great. You know, the city has been awesome. The atmosphere in the, in, in the U.S. Bank has been, you know, one of the best, if not the best I've been a part of. That skull chant still is, you know, top of the list. Mm-hmm. Um, um, just everything's just been nice, man. The weather's starting to make a turn now, so I'm starting to get a little nervous, but <laughs> deal with it at this point. <laughs> no question, no question. Thank you, uh, at Irish LM for that outstanding question. Hopefully, Pat did his best in answering it. Now it's time for shout outs. We want to remind everyone that you can find us on Instagram at all things covered pod. Make sure you find us, and guess what. You should follow us. Please follow us. Each week, we give clues for our next guest. And the first person to guess correctly gets a follow and a shout out on the pod. This week, shout out to at D at DJ714 for correctly guessing Jared Cook, who we had on the show last week. Again, follow us at All Things Covered Pod for the very best content from the show. That is it for this episode. Thanks to everyone. For listening and watching, we'll be back again Thursday, where you can expect all things to be covered. Peace. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. 
I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.